All right, folks, back in the general, the Boss Man Show. As you all requested, I went and hit my man up, DUI, and he's here on the show. It's for the holiday season. DUI, how life been, man? How's things been going with you, my brother? It's good, man. Life's been going well. Good, uh, good little off-season time off and enjoying my time, and I'm ready to play again. Bro, I'm going to tell you, I had the most fun cheering for you in Atlanta, bro. I have fun doing that. <laughs> Early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always good. You always turn up, and it's, I love the support. It's unreal. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I hate to admit this on the air, but it's funny how I know Evo was very upset with me. <laughs> I got in his head. <laughs> yeah, he was upset. <laughs> he was very upset. <laughs> I look here. <laughs> my man needs a win. And I'm gonna cheer my ass off of my man. If you like it or you don't, I'm gonna get. You. And lo and behold, you won. And I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> exactly. I needed that. I appreciate that. You got me over the hump. Yes, indeed. I was going to cheer for you, man. I must say, man, so 2019, man, what you looking for to this year, man? I'm you got to see you up there working with the guys, you banks and the boys, man. How's it been going for you, bro? Yeah, training's been good. Um, so I kind of called the season early, like the first week October, and literally the next week I was in the gym with my trainer. So I had about two and a half, three weeks just fitness. And then I got him to court, like, end of November, um, and we've been going ever since. It's been great. I feel strong. The tennis has uh, gone well. Um, you know, my racket company got my racket right, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've definitely been hitting with the guys out there. Uh, we've been grinding, so uh, it's been good, ATO boys. You've been, you go down Orlando, any, this, this, this block this time, where you been mostly in Orlando this time? Yeah, I went to Orlando for a week. It was good, actually. I yeah. enjoyed it. Because, you know, getting that humidity, you know, with Australia coming right, right off the, the rip, you know, got to deal with the heat down there. So you got to get in there some of that humidity, get to play on some slower course a little bit because no, 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 Australia could be fast or slow. We never know each year from down there. So you got to get ready for all, anything, all, all the above pretty much. Yeah, 100%. So that's why I went down to Orlando to get outside. But funny enough, it was like 40-something. It was actually a little warmer um, the first two days in Atlanta than it was Orlando. But the last – Three four days was pretty good. It was outdoors, seventy degrees, eighty, getting in the sun and uh, humidity. It was awesome. Now, as you get older, now how's the taking care of the body change for you? Cause I know when you was young, you just bounce back, but now you got to do a lot more maintenance, a little bit more that resistance training, more that band stuff, be more the gym, kind of build up that that callus for your body to take the pounding on those hard courses that you love so much. Right, hundred um, percent. I agree. It, it was a lot more focus on balance, flexibility stuff, mobility, you know, all the muscles being strong enough to get in all the positions. And it wasn't so much just on weights and, you know, power and just killing it. it. That was part of it, but it was more on the, you know, the the prehab, you know, getting the body, like, more flexible and just like that and did some yoga. It was good. Yeah, changed it up. No doubt, because, you know, saying nowadays, you know, you got to be as much as you can. You want you to be a little bit more lighter, probably, as you get older, because, you know, as you, as you, you and I both know, the older we get, you know, we sound a little bit. You have to make up for it in other, in other areas. You right. know, if you, exactly. your game is based on speed and getting to the ball quick, getting quick strokes, quick movements, you got to be fast as you can. You already know you fast as hell already, but you want to make sure you keep it that way as you go into your 30s going forward now. Right. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, and it's. Yes, working more on the speed, just keeping that up and keeping it up to par because that's a big part of my game. So, you know, when when that goes, then you have to start finding other ways. But, yeah, we just want to maintain it and keep me strong. And, um, yeah, I'm feeling great, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, when you go to Australia, are you going to play, like, the Happy Valley? Are you going, like, the 
to Auckland and those places of Sydney, uh, Brisbane. What's the stand for Australia going forward here? Yeah, I think I'm going to head over to New Maya. It's a small island over there and um, start there. I'm going a little different than uh, my norm. So try differing some matches to build the confidence and start the year off. And I think that's going to be uh, key and important. Now, this time of year, now, bro, how much do you play sets with those guys this time of year? Was more so working on that your stroke production, getting that technique just right, getting those strokes feeling good in, in your arm there, and see where it goes from there? Uh, yeah, so the beginning of off season, it's a lot on, like I said, the fitness and getting the strokes together, feeling the ball again, because, you know, it's been a while since you've played. And uh, the last, like, three weeks or so, it's been all sets and just, just playing sets and matches and games and points to get those reps up so when I get there I'm ready to play and I was talking about this a little bit earlier on the show that earlier that when people asked me about tennis questions I said well if you ask me to play best of five that's training is done this time of year you can't just train for best of five when it's coming up it's more this done this block of the year where you get those build up that callus like I said earlier to play those best of five especially in the heat of Australia which can tap some people out and it, it has done that you know so I feel like that's so, so, how, so how, how do you prepare best of five versus best two out of three on ATHP side when your grandson are coming up so what do you kind of do to extend yourself and get ready for those five set matches yeah that's different you know it's totally different training like three out of five is a whole different like uh, animal two out of three you can kind of go full head of speed the whole time three out of five you don't pace yourself more so, but, you know, you just can't go, like, zero to 100 the whole time. So, but it's something you work on in the off season. You do a lot more, a lot of short sprints, a lot of, like, uh, interval things, and, and just work on breathing, a lot of different things to just build those reps and, and timing up to, to go longer. And also it comes with playing matches. So when you play matches, you get matched up, and there's nothing like match fitness. When you're playing a bunch of matches, winning, you have to play. But to get the lungs and everything, it's really hard. A lot of running, you know, a lot of cardio, a lot of, like, um, sets and, and, like, different workouts all in a row. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it, getting the heart rate up and keeping it there. Now, speaking of a cross-training point of view, would basketball be a sport to get ready for that by running up down that court, those quick movements, those sprints, defense, offense, would that be good to tennis players to do that a little bit more? Or are you kind of scared about your knees and ankles, not want to blow one of those out, get on, 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 on that hardwood out there? Right. Yeah, I mean, it, those are good workouts because you need those sprints. I mean, the legs have to move. Like, there's no substitute for that. I mean, you can get the bike, the row machine, the um, uh, Versa climber. There's a lot of different ways to get it. I mean, if you want to take, you know, the impact off and have less impact. But at some point, you have to run and do those sprints because it has to feel that movement. But those movements they do is really similar. I mean, because you need that cardio. They're running up and down for, for tons of time without stopping. So, we do the same thing as a bunch of short sprints, a bunch of interval things are, are really important. The Hawks just hire you and you back, man. They can use y'all help. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> they can use your help. Trust and believe. I think you all have more talent than what they got in the court out there watching every night. I think they should sign <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you would know better. You've been watching them quiet often. Yeah, so bad. I'm just saying. Now, I know you keep up with the next gen finals and these rules. They kind of was piloting in next gen. Are you following those rules that they're kind of throwing out there with getting your own tiles, the short sets, the serve clock, and those things that you like, or you think, now nah, we should leave it away with the way it is? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's different. They they try new things on the young guys to see how it goes and how the players like it and the fans and whatnot. I, I think 
new innovations are cool. Uh, the towel is probably pretty funny because they play on the regular tour all year. So to go from that to such a big tournament, whereas, you know, you're doing your own thing as those like juniors again. But uh, I, mean, I guess it's cool playing nice as well in the short sets. I bet it's entertaining and the fans probably, you know, could keep their focus a lot longer and you could stay for more matches because, you know, you know, it had an ending. Yeah, and that's why I want to talk about the, the Wimbledon thing, the, 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 that 12, 12 calling for a tie break. I would be right. six all personally. I'm not really trying to see a 26-24 match. I was trying to go somewhere that day, but I couldn't go right. anywhere because I was supposed to write about this match. So I couldn't leave. <laughs> so I want an ending, not 26-24. I feel like it also affected the Nadal-Djokovic match because – they played on the, on the roof and they opened the roof up. So I feel like that hurt them. It went on the dog pipe when that roof open, not closed, because Djokovic can do what he does underneath that, that roof there. So I feel like you kind of sway the balance of certain matches by going them long sets out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, six all, I like it. Like the open, it's pretty cool. Like a six all, you play a breaker. It's like a, you know, the best man wins. It's like a shootout finish, which is pretty cool. I've won a couple of those, so I'm kind of, bias towards it it's open but yeah it's a, it's a great thing it's intense and yeah the matches are kind of long and when you want those matches it's tough like or play them i played one at the french against rare i think i lost like 15 13 in the in the fifth you're, you're no good the next match i mean there's no real coming back a five set alone in itself is tons of uh, you know work and it's hard to come back from but to go that long and play that many extra sets it's crazy all good part about that french open was you went to the doubles final that was one good part about yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that's the only good part about that. Plus, if you went to the, I don't know how you pulled up after that. They played doubles as well as you did after that match. Four hours of some change out there on court right. 17 or whatever it was out there in some backwoods court. But it was just like, <laughs> just like, man, my man out there in the backwoods with this dirt ball, dude, man. Come on. <laughs> Give a time 100%. break, please. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. I actually asked funny as not. At six all in the fifth, I was like, "We playing a breaker," and then they laughed at me. So we went on to keep playing. <laughs> Man, I, 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 I think special on clay, you should have a breaker. That's that's just too much. Five six on clay, you, 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 you hey, we should end at the point. I think we should all go to that seven or six tiebreaker. I know women wants to be special, but come on, we don't need all them long matches. Right. It's good for TV, good nah, for fans, it's good for you long. guys because you guys need to be able to play and play it to your highest level, not be dead the next match. Right, I agree. Yeah, that's the point. You're pretty much dead the next day. And even for the fans, it's, it's uh, you know, who, who has an attention span to watch one thing for five, six hours as well? I mean, if you're not a diehard, you know, you're not going to get the casual guy to do that. You sure not. And that's what you want to bring my fans from the tennis. You got to kind of shorten it up a little bit, make it, but they can excite you. We know it's an ending. That's the whole thing about, you know, baseball. That's why it's kind of lacking in the ratings because it's really no end in baseball. Like, right, exactly. you never know. I go to a Brave game, I could say I'm going to be done by 11, but I don't even know that. So I go to a Hawk game, <laughs> 7.30, it was over, over by 10. You know? <laughs> right, 100%. Right, yeah, you could do it. You could take dates there. You know, you know you're starting in, yeah, it's a two, three-hour thing, Max. Yes, indeed. But, bro, I, I know you're a sneakerhead, bro. Now, for me, I wear a size 15 shoe. I don't have the luxury of being a sneakerhead. I have to buy the most basic shoes ever because I wear a, I have a 15 shoe, which sucks. Because my, <laughs> oh, wow. my, my dad wore a size 20. So that's why I put a size oh, 15. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was six foot seven, bro, like two eighty. Oh wow! So Crazy. I'm six foot tall, even, but my mom's five yeah. foot one. 
So I'm kind of in between there. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you got in between. So, so, but I got my dad's big feet. So I, I'm like, dude, I wish I could buy shoes like you buy because they don't make them my size. I just got to get the most generic right. kind of black shoe, gray shoe, not much design <laughs> to it, just the scraps. And you can just get all kinds right. of shoes. So, like, so what made you get into shoes so much, man? What made you a sneakerhead, man? Talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, I became into sneakers. Like, uh, when I was younger, I was with Nike, and I I was getting all these cool shoes, but I didn't understand or know about it. So I was like, well, whatever. And, um, you know, I don't I don't know about these shoes. But as I got older and I was seeing them, and I was like, yo, I have these shoes, and people were talking about how much they were selling them for and how cool they were, and then they just changed, like, everything. And then, and then also, uh, my girlfriend loves shoes. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And she was always talking about, like, my shoes. And I was like, oh, I have those. So I ended up, ended up like, wanting to really get into it. So it's kind of been something I've started, and I really enjoy it. And I like having shoes other people don't have and seeing them on pictures. So it's pretty cool. Now, I'm pretty sure you're traveling the world. You can get shoes exclusively nobody else can buy because you travel the world. Oh, these ain't in the States. Let me get these while I'm over here. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> right. your, your, your return bag is full of a lot of shoes. You go to different different cities in Europe and South America if you want to go that route. I doubt you do because it's clay. But when you do go that route, you, you, know, you know, you get rain back some nice stuff with you. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the coolest pair I think I got a pair of Reeboks and Armani collabs one time in Australia and it was only in Australia they had dropped so that was pretty cool as well yes indeed now bro last I got for you man so I was talking the Hawks a little bit but the Falcons bro like I mean uh, I don't how you feel about this man like do you right, feel like uh, it's time for a change in Atlanta I'm I'm, I'm, I'm calling for a, a total rebuild like Quinn Sargeesian Manuel gone to start it all over man this is this, this is tapped out I've been a Super Bowl loss man ain't been the same since no we haven't been the same since Super Bowl loss that hurt and I just it's tough this year if I was going down it started like every week and, and just it's tough with the Super Bowl being in Atlanta to not even make the playoffs and give ourselves a shot at being there so yeah, I mean, something needs to change or, you know, or some injury. If it's just injuries, that's another thing. But uh, I'm optimistic. I like the Falcons, man. It just hurt. This year was really rough to see it. And, bro, been on the sidelines watching it go down, like, as close as I am to it. Yeah. It, it, it hurts, man. And when I had to drive back to Tennessee after a loss, it's not as fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's not as fun at all. Like, especially if you get a drive, you just think, like, what was this for I hear Because yeah. I'm going to tell you, my day starts at 4 in the morning. I leave Nashville at 4 in the morning to come down for the game on Sundays, okay? Oh, so wow. it's like I got that drive from Nashville, get to the stadium by 9, 10 o'clock, doing my thing pregame on tailgates, whoop the whoop, get on the field with the warm ups, then loss. Then I got to drive <laughs> back right. four hours exactly. after this long day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's awful. Yeah, that's, that's, that hurts quite. And we had quite a few home games, too. Like Rambo games, it was, it was rough. Yeah, man. So eight times doing that. Last time I did it was on Sunday, and I'm gonna say the drive back sucked. And yeah. <laughs> and, and this week I, I got a home game, the Redskins and Titans. And I got to drive to Charlotte after the game for the Falcons, Panthers, oh, and wow. Cam Newton. So, oh lord. So yeah, yeah man, rough. <laughs> 
But at least when I go to Tampa, I'll see Dennis Kula hopefully when I'm down there in Tampa. Right, but yeah. Should when, when the, sure. Go see the Bucks and Falcons play. So I'll kill Dennis Kula while I'm down there. And then okay. football over for me to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. Then that'd be the best. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be super fun. I'm yes, and, well, I, I know you've been in the property New York Open during that time, but if you get back in town, yeah. I can get you on the field. <laughs> I'll have a field pass so you know that. Uh, I got so extra good, with yeah. let, let me know, Adam. 100% there. If yes, I'm not in the tournament. Yes, yeah. indeed. Well, bro, hey, the fans want to hear from you, man. I got you on again, brother. Hey, like I said, you all been on my, my boys. So I appreciate you coming on the show, man. As always, I'm going to be cheering for you no matter what. I'm going to be in your corner no matter what. Now, if I'm in Atlanta, I don't care who you playing. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I love it, man. That's the best. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Let's have a good holiday. Talk to you soon, D.Y. You too. All right, man. All right. All right, folks, back on the Boston Man Show. Time to go out 20 west, up 22 to Memphis, Tennessee, to my man J.C. Smith. What's good, bro? What's good at 901, man? Boss, what's going on, man? Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Feliz Navidad. Happy Kwanzaa, all that, man. Man, same to you, my good brother. I got to represent the Kwanzaa because December 26th, next week, we got to get our Kwanzaa on. Color out, out the year right, and I will be in Memphis on, on the 29th for that Boston Celtic Grizzly game. So, if the weather holds up, bro, I'll be at Clicks, man. Last time I was out of town, Laker game, man, the weather wasn't my friend. I had to get out of town fast as I could, brother. Man, yeah, you missed it, man. LeBron came through, he did karaoke and everything, Clicks, man. Man, I hate I missed that, bro. I hate I missed it. But you know, it's all good in 901 M Town. Always showing me love. But, bro, in the M Town, the Grinsford office, something's going on in that little building up there off from the forum, man, because they had a three team trade Phoenix, Washington, and the Grizz. They got hung up over either Glenn Brooks or Marshawn Brooks. And then Chris Wall comes out with this big old press conference the day I'm talking about. It was not our fault. We said who we wanted. We didn't change medicals. Perry didn't talk to Sarver. Bro, what is the real deal, Holyfield, when it comes to this trade that fell through in Memphis there? Yeah, that was crazy, right? Well, actually, believe it or not, it was not the greatest fault. And, and sometimes, you know how situations can just be miscommunicated? You know, yeah. um, uh, Chris Wallace, he. He was like they won the record, had the press conference and everything. But, you know, they say they consistently informed the Suns that, hey, any deal, you know, involving the Brooks was Marshawn Brooks. It was never Dylan Brooks. They say they told Phoenix, you know, consistently that Dylan Brooks would not be part of any deal. And so when the deal came to uh, fruition, for some reason the Suns still thought that, you know, that Dylan Brooks was going to be included. But, nah, like, the Grizz are going off the assumption that, hey, we told y'all that Dylan Brooks is not involved, but we do have another Brooks on the team, Marshawn, that y'all can have. And, but Phoenix ran with that thinking it was Dylan Brooks, even though the Grizz told them, you know, a thousand times, it's, Dylan Brooks is not part of the deal, man. So, you know, as far as blame goes, I, you know, if you're going you to, you know, dish it out as far as percentage, I, I say Phoenix probably 80%, 80% at fault, man. The Grizz, 20% at, at fault in this situation, man. Now, this is what's even crazier. There was a report from the Memphian that 
the Grizzlies are going to sign Austin Rivers, who was supposed to be in the trade originally, but they end up trading him and Kelly Oubre for a reason. Phoenix bought out Austin Brooks, released him, Austin Rivers, rather, released him, and reports Memphis is going to sign with him. It's going to cut Marshawn Brooks to sign Austin Rivers. And all of a sudden, that doesn't happen. So how does it get leaked that far? Then all of a sudden, we, we, you know, nah, we good, we good, we good. What happens, you know, in those situations, of course, as you know about being, you know, um, you know uh, around the league and around, you know, all the guys covering it, everybody's in a race to be first. You know what I'm saying? To be first as far as putting the story out that, you know, so and so, this guy, you know, is signing with, you know, with this team and all that. Everybody wants to be first because, you know, as you know, you know, with your, with your website and everything that you have now, you know, it's all about the clicks. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be the first one to put the story out there, even though you haven't verified it. You know what I'm saying? You haven't, you know, uh, really checked your sources, you know, and vetted, you know, your sources properly to make sure that what you're putting out there is factual information. But in the race to be first, you know, you, you put it out there assuming that it's going to happen. But, you know, nothing's a done deal until it's a done deal. And that's what happened in the Austin Rivers situation, man. And from my understanding, the front office, you know, they, they, they do need a wing, but just didn't see Austin Rivers as being a viable option to kind of, you know, uh, play that role with this team, man. And that and that's that's basically what happened, you know. Um, what's my guy from Yahoo Sports? Is it Shams? Uh, Sharania, what, yeah, Sham Sharania, you know, yeah, right, Sharania, yeah. So, you know, just to keep up with uh, you know, Woj and everything, you know, what I'm saying, keep up with the Joneses, put that out there first, and then he deletes it. You know, what I'm saying, like you can't, you can't delete it, but you know, of course, people gonna grab the screenshot to see it. You, you said that you put that out there. You know, what I'm saying that's my that's my only issue with it. Like you go put it out there, stand by. You know, what I'm saying, why delete your tweet? Why not? Just come out with another tweet to say, hey, correction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Why Why you trying to hide and delete it now, man? You know what buzz me when I see unnamed Hawks players texting Woj on the buses and planes, telling him what's going on? But then you act like, oh, it was, I don't know who did it, and you the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I see it firsthand that what goes on. Something happens, a disagreement or an argument, you texting your boys in the media to maybe get it out there. You know. The exactly. Senate firsthand is crazy, bro. I'm telling you. Senate might literally go on like, for real? Yeah, man. Okay. We got you. <laughs> we got That's you. Right. Now, yeah. bro, let me ask you this. Le- LeBron is openly fawning over Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can be offered this summer by New Orleans Supermax deal. I think he will decline it. Based on the reporting, he'll decline it in force by New Orleans. Boston has the most assets by the Lakers, have Rich Paul and LeBron out there who now represents Anthony Davis. So, bro, should the Lakers be proactive and try to engage New Orleans with some of their young talent to get AD in there, because Kevin Durant came out in Blue Beach Report saying, guys don't want to play with LeBron because of having to change their games and all blah about LeBron. Yeah. And he dictates all the terms, and you think you should, you're yeah. alpha male too. You want to dictate terms yourself, but you can't under that LeBron umbrella. 
So he's probably not going to get anybody in major contact and team up with him in L.A. Got to do it via trade. Anthony Davis makes the most sense. So where do, where do you come out on the Anthony Davis situation? How did LeBron's openly falling for him now? And what will ultimately happen in your humble basketball opinion, my good brother? Man, great question, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll come at it from two different fronts. If I'm the Lakers, of course, you have no other choice but to offer up some of that young talent, man. I, I'm offering up everybody except Cal Kuzma. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in order to pair uh, Anthony Davis uh, with a LeBron. You know, Dave, uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, hey, you know, it's been real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Lonzo, hey, you and your daddy, y'all going to like, uh, y'all like Bourbon Street. You know, you, you do anything you can to try to make that happen. Um, but from the, uh, the front of uh, Anthony Davis, nah, I'm, I don't want to play with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that LeBron's a bad guy or anything like that, but it's true. Like, you know, his 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 star shines so bright that it's going to dim your light. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's going to dim Andy Davis' star if he goes there. You know, he is an alpha male, and, you know, he at his best. You know, you argue that he's maybe, what, top two, top three player in the league uh, behind LeBron and KD. So, you know, uh, do you want to go – to a place where, you know, LeBron is still going to be the man for the next two or three years? And and, and, and do you want to be considered to be a second, you know, second fiddle? You know, do you want to play Robin to LeBron's uh, Batman? And I'm not sure Anthony Davis wants to do that. So, you know, if I'm Anthony Davis, you know, who's, he, he's not a free agent until the year 2020. So he has one more season, like you said, under contract with New Orleans. And, of course, they're going to offer him that Super Max, which everybody expects that he's going to uh, turn down next season. Uh, before the season starts uh, next year during the summer, but um, if I like I said, if, if I'm if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm definitely looking at a team like Boston. You know, you go to Boston, you team up with a Curry, and, and uh, you know, and all the young pieces they have there, you 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 would be the man. You would be the man above Kyrie, you know, Kyrie Irving. You know, if you go to Boston, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I that's that, and, and the road to the you know Eastern Conference Finals, the road to the NBA Finals would be so much easier. Going uh to a Boston as opposed to going out west, and bro, I, I'm li- I'm looking at the pieces right now. Just from my overhead view of this, I feel like this, bro. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, the Warriors keep Kevin Durant. I don't see him going to the Knicks because they don't. That to me is a smoke screen. I think it's the Clippers or the Warriors for Kevin Durant because he's already eliminated the Lakers already. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, I think he'll stay in Golden State. If Cloud doesn't stay with Toronto, I think Durant will go to the Clippers. Yeah, I think that's the uh, most logical path also uh, in regards to uh, Durant. Uh, like I said, you know, a lot of it is just kind of where the cards, you know, where the cards may fall uh, with the other players and everything, uh, other free agents involved, you know. Uh, but as far as – I think that – I think the day of – the um, you know uh, the, the alpha players joined up with each other, other than Golden State. I I think those days are coming to an end. You know what I'm saying? Um, at, at this point, man, you know you, you can you can you can still compete with those alpha teams by you know getting a, a great you know just a great team, man, a great collection of guys. You know, um, and I think I think that trend is it's just, it's not going to be as cool anymore 
to, to team up like that, the way Golden State is done. And if Golden State loses this year, I think you're going to see it. You're going to see the end of the Super Teams. I really do, man. Well, remember, only, only piece they added was Durant. Clay, Steph, and everybody were drafted there. The they, were all, they, were, right. they were all drafted. Yeah, they really all added was no. Durant. So, OKC kind of did it, did it first with Harden, right. Westbrook, right. Ibaka, and Durant. And then they right. tr- then they got cheap with the CBA. They went play hard, and that kind of broke yeah. them up from drafting well. So I feel like yeah. the pieces the Horns going to offer Kimba if they do offer him that five year supermax contract. He's staying there. If Bullock gets five years. He ain't going nowhere. Kyrie's going to stay in Boston. So it doesn't make sense for Durant to go to the Knicks when the Knicks are you know pretty much barren. Now, the Clippers will be bearing, too, a lot of those. They have some role players you can re-sign back. But if Kawhi goes there, word is him and, him and Kawhi don't really see out. I like that. And he don't want, mm-hmm. probably won't play with Durant. So I feel like Durant's on two options, are the Clippers or the Warriors. If the Warriors win again, I think he'll stay with the wink, wink, the, the Draymond Green to be the odd man out and go to state. They can't pay all four of them max deals. Right. Yeah, you know, something's got to give, man. Somebody's going to have to... Uh you know, go elsewhere at this point, you know, and like I said, I, you got, we got a long way to go, man, but I'm not, I'm not so sure. And before the season started, of course, it was hundred percent goal to take with the championship this year. I'm not, I'm not as, as confident in that anymore. I'm really not. You see the way the Western Conference is bunched up right now, with all these teams, and of course, you know, Korea's going to rise to the top and, you know, towards the, as we get, you know, further into the season, you'll, you'll see Golden State, you know, really kind of, you know, uh, separate themselves. When it comes to playoff time, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not convinced yet that Golden State is just going to run through, you know what I'm saying, the way they've been doing the last couple of years for some reason. I think what you're saying is that they're athletic and they're boredom. It's kind of like, this is kind of being shown. They have some cracks with the uh-huh. Draymond and Durant thing. Then when you mix in Boogie Cousins, that, that could be a whole nother situation. Yeah. It's like, so it's a lot of yeah. things swirling around the Warriors. They lost David West. They're, they got a locker room that keeps them all in check. So you're right. There are some things going around that team that are swirling. They could throw them off their game. But I think in the end, even in a tough series with Denver, they'll eke it out in you know, six, seven, seven games to get to the finals. Then they're probably going to be playing Toronto or Boston if they own their games. Then that could give them trouble right there. Exactly, exactly, man. But you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm much more interested now uh, than I was before the season started as far as the playoffs and everything, you know, is concerned, man. I'm like I say, I, I'm, I, of course, Golden State should win it, you know, all the talent they have. I'm just not so certain that it's just a done deal. It's going to be a cakewalk as, as it's been in years past. I hear that now, bro. We are, we are a few days for Christmas, bro. What is the plan that clicks tonight for the people in Memphis to celebrate Christmas early with you? They're going to be off work Monday and Tuesday, hopefully. So what they got going? We got going for most Saturday, bro. Man, listen, we're doing a Christmas <laughs> album, karaoke <laughs> Christmas album. Man, Trust Us Records presents uh, 12 Days of Christmas, <laughs> the Christmas album. It clicks, man. So y'all come on now. You want to get in? You want to get on the album? Come out. You know, we, it's going down, man. We're going to have spiked eggnog, you know, all kinds. We're going to have the mistletoe, you know what I'm saying, hanging up above, you know, fellas, if you want to, you know, kiss on a little lady or, or whatever, man. 
that's what we're doing, man. No. Going down tonight. Come through. No doubt, folks. That's J.C. Smith. Check them out if we need to see in Memphis. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. Boy, great job as always. We'll talk to you next week on the show here, man. Close to your eye. All right, brother. No doubt. All right, folks. J.C. Smith on the Boss Man Show. All right, folks. Down the Boss Man Show. Time for the Boss and Bone segment. Pushing so we give you a sports segment and give the boss report after that. Brother Bone, I watched this weekend in, in Jersey. I saw... Cold weather and rain, and the Giants getting shut out by red hat teams. Yeah, I'm just so glad I wasn't at that game. Uh, it just like a friend of mine who were, who were fans of these two teams didn't you know they always go to the games. And I tell you, they're, they're hardcore fanatics. Maybe they're glut for punishment because to go to these late games now, late season games when you know your team is just terrible and out of the race. It's depressing, but I, I give my friends kudos for still thinking through it. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, Bone. Sunday against the, the Cardinals in Atlanta, it was that feeling of resignation around the whole stadium. <laughs> we had maybe 25,000 people in the stands, maybe. It was a rainy day in Atlanta. It just was dead in the stadium. And I'm still embarrassed that the soccer team still sells out and says beans and the Falcons cannot. <laughs> yeah, it's so very embarrassing. When you go to a Falcons game, it's kind of like going to like a D two game. Uh, Twenty five thousand people in the stands. That, that, that's a Division two territory. Yeah, <laughs> and that in the upper bowl is embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's it's just you know we have such a lively pregame with the music and the DJ and the vibe, but just the stands are dead. I, yeah, I you see know. it. I, I see. I I, I have. Uh, I, I see. It, you know, on TV, I have a friend that's also that works in the Falcons, and I see their tweets, and Instagram posts, and it's like, gee, it's like a Morgan here. It is, man, and especially with them being now five and nine, and see this weekend, I'll be in Tennessee, which already bugs me. Seeing the Redskins <laughs> and Titans play, then I travel over to Charlotte for the Panthers and the Falcons. No Cam Newton. The Falcons are out the string. <laughs> so this weekend I'm treated to bad football. At least the Hawks are off, thank God for that. <laughs> then then I come back Wednesday with the Hawks in Indiana. So that's my Christmas week coming up on. Yeah, you're not looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it does sound depressing. I think I'd rather watch all the no name bowl games than watch that stuff. <laughs> Thank you. And we know at BossmanShow.com, I'm going to be writing articles for, for my website. How do I write out something this <laughs> and not get fired like I got fired before? <laughs> for previous things <laughs> I've said it was truthful about these franchises. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. Remember, if the Knicks can fire Marv Albert, anyone get fired. Exactly. Now, Bone, uh, Shermer said Eli Manning has years left. Multiple years left. What? What is he? Is this a smoke screen? He really believed this stuff. I think he might actually believe it. Sadly, uh, but it's funny now how we look back on this now, and do we look finally um, back on Ben Avenue and, and, and holding him in light? But Ben saw it coming. Ben saw this Eli coming a, a year in advance, and, and people laughed out of town. He got fired for it, and now we're seeing. Oh yeah, maybe that can do it kind of right. Yeah, because. 
The Tennessee Titans have been shut out this year themselves, I think, once. And they've held very low. I think they got shut out twice, actually. The Colts game and against the Baltimore Ravens. And the the Giants couldn't stymie that offense. Yeah. I know it was was bad weather. It was raining. It was terrible. But still, Tennessee's not somebody's dominating. And I bone. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Johnson beats them on Saturday. Yeah. I, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So it's, the, the Giants lose the, the, these guys to me, and Barkley got limited to only thirty yards. Like it don't make no sense to me. Yeah. The the only people that have stopped Saquon Barkley's year hasn't Pat Shermer and the offense, uh, his own offense. I I I haven't seen many defenses that have stopped Saquon this year in earnest. Uh, but I've seen game plan stop Saquon, and sadly, it's his own team game plan. Yeah, and without Odell Beckham out there, shouldn't you want to feature him more? You you would think. Uh, and the, the prime example is when Odell came out of his neck a little bit, and that was after the loss to Philadelphia where they blew that, that, that I think, 12-point lead to the Eagles down in Philly, and Philadelphia had no one in the secondary. I, I think they were starting a uh, guy off the street, and, and they shut down the Giants' second half, and Odell said, well, I would have loved to attack them on the passing game, but not my call. So that was a direct shot at his coach because the game plan was so awful that even someone like like someone like Beckham is saying, "Hey, maybe we should have a, a, you know a better game plan." Yeah, and let's talk about the Jets, and this will follow on our next topic here. The Jets gave a valiant effort against the Texans, but of course they came up short. I feel like Todd Bowles' team is still playing hard, per se. But not producing. I think Todd Bowles' job is probably over. Uh, Miles McCagney sh- may probably would be safe to handle the coach. But uh, the Jets' job may be desirable to some, but I don't find it very desirable to have Darnold because he hasn't shown me enough to say, hey, he's, he's the guy going forward. I will say, like, when I talk to people, I know scouts in the league, and they do tell me that they are high on Darnold. Uh, the prospect, he just, just needs the right, the right coach you know, as far as seasoning. Uh, and obviously, top ball is not it. Uh, like you said, McCagney is likely safe because although they're, really, they're, they're longtime friends, McCagney and Bowles are longtime friends. They're both, they're both guys are from Jersey, so they have that bond. Uh, but McCagney inherited uh, Bowles, so it's, it's not his guy. Uh, so you've got to figure that McCagney's going to let Todd go. And although I've been a staunch Todd supporter and Todd apologist for years, uh, and although he's never really had his own guys in place, uh, it, it's time for a change. It's time for a new voice. And you got to believe that Bowles is gone. And when you talk, and I talk to scouts, the same guys, they said the Jets are promising because of Darnold and because of that cap space. They'll have upwards of like $90 million in cap space, which is going to be insane to have in the open market. So you got to figure they're going to make a run at, at, at Le'Veon Bell. They're going to make a run at a few guys who are key in the, in the open market. So, it is desirable in, in that way. So I, I, I think that the next move McCagney makes as far as head coach will go a long way into telling us how serious, how serious they are as, as far as being a real player. Now, Bone, this is what troubles me. Uh, a lot of our African-American minority coaches are in trouble. Our minority coaches around Rivera is in trouble in Carolina. <laughs> Maybe Cam Newton's coming out being hurt may save him another year make him safer than being fired as a prize firing. 
Steve Wilkes in Arizona just has not worked. I don't know if it's a product of Steve Kime drafted. Just Steve Kime getting a DUI. Did the same thing that happened to Michael Floyd. He only got a few days. Michael Floyd got multiple days in probation <laughs> and stress. Just putting it out there. But that could be a trouble. Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati could be a Mike Brown saying, no, I'm done with you, dude. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, it's just like it's not looking good for African American coaches right now. I'm the league, you know. It's just I just feel like Bowles in trouble in New York. Another one, you know. It's, I, I just it just does not look good. And then I don't see too many African American coaches in the pipeline other than Chris Richard at Dallas to get a coaching job. And Hugh Jackson got fired, of course, early in Cleveland. We know he's a train wreck to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's like. As we could look at our minority coaches, I mean, there are not very many candidates to be retrained either, so it's pretty much be Lynn and, and Tomlin if it all goes the wrong way for African minority, no, no minority coaches. Yeah, I think Richard is probably the highest name of all African-American coaches uh, because of what he did in Seattle prior. Uh, so I think he has a leg up on, on an early competition. Uh, and as you said, there are a lot of guys uh, that might be on the ropes. I still think Tomlin uh, survives uh, – even if they don't make a playoff, I think Tom will survive because the Steelers have history of giving guys opportunity kind of to kind of almost dig themselves out of their own grave. You know, because, you know, in their early days, you know, Chuck Noll, I mean, he was, and he, he had one foot in the grave for the longest, and he survived. Even a guy like Bill Cower had a foot in the grave, and he survived. So I don't think that they'll be so, uh, like, in the knee jerk in order to fire Tomlin. I think he's safe. Uh, I think we know that, I think both know that Todd Bowles is gone. I still, I still think uh, Wilkes is safe. I mean, it's only been one year. I mean, he has to get his own players in there and, and kind of work with the guys in the system. I think he's safe. Uh, I think Marvin Lewis is the cockroach of the NFL. He, he survives everything. So I don't think Marvin's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but as you said, another guy, and um, it, it's my Broncos. I think Vance Joseph now is, is oh, now yeah. oh, oh, he, oh, he's gone. I think, I think Vance Joseph is, is now a bar all time. I think the fact that they were at one point – Six and six, and they had a favorable schedule. They had teams like the Browns, a loss. The Niners, a loss. They have Oakland coming up Monday night. That could be a loss. And they end it with home against the Chargers. Had they had they run the table and gone ten and six, that right there is the second wild card burst, and his job is saved. But you can't be six and six and have a promising schedule going ahead, and you lose at the San Fran and and then home. To the Browns, even though the Browns are an improved, improved team, you can't lose those two games when you know your season's on the line. So I, I think that he's gone as well. And you're right, it's not looking good for, for, for our coaches. I think Vance Joseph looks lost on, on the field. I just think he's looked lost. I don't yeah. think he's has game management skills. He just he, he's, a little, he's, he's, a little, he's a coordinator. He's yeah. kind of like way he looks like a coordinator. That's how he looks to me, Bone. He's just all head coach to me. He just makes poor decisions with timeouts, game management, when the press, when not the press, and also Elway, Case Keenum, bad signing. Should have went out and got somebody, you know, somebody in Jersey who's working out, Colin Kaepernick maybe. I'm just saying, <laughs> but you don't want him because you, you, we know where you stand. Mr. Elway. So I think John Elway is partly the Brian Lamb out there. And then Denver with the bowling situation with the family. I think that's a, a bad situation out there in Denver. Yeah, I just think that there are so many things behind the scenes that, that kind of are now coming out. The fact that Joe Ellis, uh, he blocked Elway from from rehiring Mike Shanahan. I think that report that came out last week that Elway actually wanted to hire Shanahan again, uh, his coach. And Joe Ellis blocked that. 
so that John Taylor settled with Vance Joseph. And as you said, there, there are certain guys that just smell and look like coordinators. And because it's a long way down, even though it's only one seat over, per se, from assistant coach to head coach, it's a lot to take in as a head coach in the NFL. Same thing with the NBA. When, when a guy goes assistant to head coach, we've seen it. Guys kind of flounder. But it's a long way down between assistant and head coach. There are just some guys like Vance Joseph, like Wade Phillips, uh, like Dave Campos, Mike, Mike Martz, all down the line. There are guys who are just better suited as coordinators. So I, you're right. I think Vance Joseph just looked seen over his head for, for, so, much, for so many games uh, that now it's almost time now for a change with him as well. Yes, indeed. Which like is here on the Boss Man Show. That's Boston Bone Segment 1. That's the sports portion. Up next, what you've been waiting on for Boston Bone to bring you the Boss Report. A lot of floors today, a lot of entertainers today. Stick with us on the Boss Man Show. Remember, check the new site out. Bossmanshow.com for our podcast, video, audio, Twitter feed, social media. It is the site you want to go to, bossmanshow.com. After the break, we'll be back. All right, folks, back to the Bossman Show. Time Boston Bone segment, folks. Let's talk sports, New York sports, NFL. But now it's time to turn to my man Bone and I to bring you the boss report. Bone, are you ready for this week's report? A lot of floor, a lot of entertainers, man, because like I said, man, the world's crazy. I don't know why guys cutting their junks off, but they're doing it anyway, brother. <laughs> I'm always ready for Florida. Um, I'm not ready for junk cutting off, but I'm always ready for Florida. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First straight bone is this. We got whoop his ass. Bronx mom destroys and detains 19-year-old she caught trying to steal her car. A, Bron- a Bronx mom? Yeah, a Bronx mom. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's called Tuesday. <laughs> like, I know I know Florida has their crazy, but, you know, Bronx Bronx brings it strong, too. Man, here we go. <laughs> he got this bone. Tampa man arrested after bringing a machete up into his office and cutting off the junk of his coworkers. We got a promotion over him to begin next year. So he cut off his coworkers' junk. Yes, in the bathroom. He brought all a machete right, well, to the bathroom, not, cut off the junk. I'm not all for that. Yeah, all right, I'm not all for that. But at least he did cut his own. Because that would not make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's that's still wrong, of course, people. But I mean, don't get me wrong; that's still wrong. That's, that, that's all felonious. Uh, but at least for once, a Florida man didn't cover his own junk because he did get promoted. Now that would be so Florida. Exactly. Like at least he cut. It's like it's bad what I'm saying. I was at least he didn't cut off his own. Then he should have yeah, cut. Off. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't co-sign. I don't co-sign him, him butchering a, a coworker. But at least not his own for one. Exactly. We got this cooch career. K. Michelle's hiring a girlfriend that she and her bacon rebellious soul smash the slurings. She did what? <laughs> yeah, K. Michelle's hiring a girlfriend. She and her bacon <laughs> rebellious soul smashes to smithereens. That's a her girlfriend? Well, she's buying a girlfriend for her and her man. Buying a girlfriend. Hey. <laughs> and, and, and what's the man do for 
what was he doing? The master producer and he, in, the, in the industry, he's happy that she's buying them a girlfriend. So oh, yeah, I mean, to entertain them during their sessions, I don't understand that. But <laughs> nah, I don't either. But he's kind of like living his best life. He is. I mean, he got to a two for one special. <laughs> he did. He got that. He got, he got that good special. I mean, he lived that that, that good life. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got this story, Bone. Florida man is arrested for jumping out of his roof of the Goodwill to, to frog splash a patron who owed him four dollars from a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, he went Eddie Guerrero on oh my man from top of the roof. Yes, <laughs> connected. He went, he, he went Eddie Guerrero, Rob Key and Steel, all for four dollars. Right. Right. I mean, times are tough. So four dollars, four dollars get you, you know, you know, the Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? Get get a box for four dollars. So you know, four dollars can carry some weight in, 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 in this economy. So hey, if you're hungry, you're hungry. So we'll go get that four dollars. And it's creative to use a frog splash. Like, usually it's all for thunder in Florida, but for frog splash, it's, it's pretty creative. Off the top of the roof, too. Like, dude, really? <laughs> that, that, that's, one, that's one part McFoley and two parts Aguero. God bless. Yes, indeed. We got voting matters. Atlanta suburb of Chambly faces federal lawsuit for allegedly attempting to shut down Folly Strip Club. Oh, yeah, you, you, you don't do that. <laughs> Leave our strip clubs alone because there's only about three thousand of them in America. So that that puts them out of business. You know, everyone everyone So uh, let's leave that alone. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we got a dip set story. Jules Santana since for two years in prison for his airport gunning case. We tried to escape TSA and then the Jersey State Patrol up there. Jersey, huh? Yeah, leave, leave our troops alone, Jersey. I got many stores for those. I'll tell off air one day. <laughs> you got you to leave those troopers here alone up here in New Jersey. Yes, indeed. And this is where we can go back to Florida. Florida, Florida man arrested. He a bottle from Kroger's and then going south and he caught his own junk to plead the fifth. He caught his own junk again. What, is, what are... Can I do like a PSA to all Florida men? Please Don't do, cut Bo. off your own... Don't cut off your own junk for spite or for fate. You know, to to to, uh, to, to fate, fate yourself. Don't do this to yourself. If you get caught out there, or or you're trying to do a, a, a spiteful thing to someone, don't do it. Leave your own junk alone. Do what the first guy did in the first story. Cut off someone else's junk then. Yeah, like I don't I, I don't say this every week here. I don't get why my home state is a thing cut off your own junk. <laughs> I, <laughs> Second of all, I don't get why you would cut off your cut off anybody's junk if you're a man. You know what that means to us. Exactly. So okay, I'm, I'm making a vengeance. I'm not a proponent of cutting off anyone's junk, your own or buddies or coworkers. No one's junk to be cut off. But if you gotta cut off some junk, don't do your own. Thank you, man. Please quit embarrassing me, Florida. <laughs> People think I'm crazy right. too because of y'all. It is never ending in Florida. Florida can can have content for years, decades, eons. Yes, indeed. And we got this Florida man arrested for beating down teacher who tried to stick a test up his son's rectum during laboratory time. 
Oh, okay. I co-signed that. Look, man, as a father myself, you put any hands, anything on my son. Your teacher? Yeah, you're going to catch these paws. I might even catch his junk cottage. Paul <laughs> <laughs> might be on report himself. <laughs> that might be, yeah, that might be on a report for me. If you hear about, you hear about anyone put hands on my kids. As an administrator in school, you put hands on my kids, you're going to catch the paws, and you will see on the news. Got there right, and here we go, brother. We got damn bus rider slashes woman who touches her dog and slices her victim's girl girlfriend's victim too. Like, are you kidding me? So touching a dog, cuts slices people over a dog. Yeah, that's, that's grimy, man. That that's jeez. That that that's what as a kid say extra. That's extra out there for, for no reason. For no good reason, I'm sure. People tripping. We got this. Carlton don't play that. Now, Farmer Rivero sues Fortnite for allegedly swiping his Carlton dance. Ah, come on. That's the universal dance. Everyone owns a Carlton dance. I'm sorry. I know that he made a statement. I know they call the Carlton dance. But that's everybody's dance. That's not just Carlton. That's not Alfonso's dance only. That's America's dance. Get off of that. I wish you bone. We got this. A man must intentionally watch Bambi in jail after illegally poaching a deer. <laughs> so he illegally poached a deer and now he got to watch Bambi as punishment? <laughs> yes, in jail for 30 that's, days straight. That's pretty, pretty creative. I mean, it's, it's kind of like apples and oranges because Bambi's a cartoon and everything, but, but that's pretty creative. At, at least at least there's no junk cutter talk in, in there. <laughs> PSA, I don't like deer. I had a deer jump out in front of me the other day. And I was heading yeah. in to, you know, have some food and And the deer, yeah. I, was, I was in my home zone. Deer jumped in front of me. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just, thankfully, I missed me and I missed him. But, man, those jackasses jump out of nowhere. I swear. Yeah, they do. Even here in Jersey, there's deer. There's a deer abundance here in Jersey where they actually tell licensed firearm owners to please go to work. <laughs> so if, if you see if you see an extra deer population, they actually allow it to be, to be controlled. So yeah, the deer come out of nowhere too. I mean, I'm up on the, on the hills and mountains, so at nighttime they, they come out of nowhere. Man, what you see? This this story, this, this show is dumb as hell, Bob. Don't tell the feds exclusive first look at VH1's new show Cartel Crew Featuring the kids of cocaine kingpins. That's a show. Wait to put somebody in jail. That's a show where, yeah, there's going to be an abundance of stitches and dry stitches. And there's going to be an abundance of don't cut it, cut it off. <laughs> because I have a message to stitches. So, yeah, I, that's a bad idea all around. Terrible idea. We got this. <laughs> we got some scammers. Three Atlanta teams are busted. For an elaborate $28 million bank fraud scheme featuring Best Bank and Trust, SunTrust, Bank of America, and Chase. Well, I'm anti-big bank, so kudos to you. So so how old are these kids? 17, 19, and 12. They, they, they're, they're raised right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not for robbery. Okay, uh, let's cut it out. I'm only joking about robbery. But if you're robbing a big bank, hey, look, man, I have a mortgage. 
I don't like my my, my mortgage company. <laughs> so I, I so if you want to rob Big Bank, hey, I, I'm not gonna hate anyone. I, I want to cut though, but I'm not hate anyone. I hear that. We got race models bone. Arizona lawmaker doubles down on saying black people don't blend in with society. These listen. Now, see, on a serious note, it's Arizona, right? Yes, Arizona, correct. Yeah, well, well that, that, is, is that really a shock to anyone who knows anything about Arizona history? Uh, no, not at all. Don't say about MLK Day. Yeah, exactly. I, I tell you, I watched this show on ABC. I don't know if it's on the air anymore. What would you do? And, and, and there were plenty of times where they had what would you do scenarios in Arizona that had to do with race and discrimination. And it, it's like, because it's Arizona. And, and it's like we say Florida man and all of a sudden asinine or dumb. When you say Arizona man, you have to do with racism. Amen. I agree. Both stories in Arizona deal with racial discrimination. That's correct. That is so correct. We got this bone. Ordinary plane. A human heart was found on a Southwest flight causing the plane to turn around and was heading to Miami. Uh, I don't fly as much. I'm kind of like the black John Madden. I take cruisers everywhere I go. I don't really fly much. <laughs> but I but I, I hear about Southwest. So <laughs> is that really a shock? Because, you know, I'm not an avid flyer. I kind of hear those kind of stories coming out of Southwest. So, yeah. I prefer Delta sense. personally. I know it's based in Atlanta, but I kind of prefer Delta rather than Southwest <laughs> or Spirit or those other cheap fifty-five thousand connected connection airline flights. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I said, I'm not an avid flyer. I'm not an experienced one as much, but I say I hear the stories, and, and that's I'm all right. Uh, but damn, how the hell did a, a heart get on there in the first place? How the hell is it unattended? Yeah, that is scary at best. Someone's is... dead or, or, or dying right now. So, jeez. Oh, exactly. Last one I got for you is we got a Florida model striving to have the biggest butt in the world has had three Brazilian butt lifts in four years and is upset she's not reached her goal in having the biggest butt in the world. So, is she petite in the waist or is she just a, a big old girl? Now she's taking the waist. It's just out of control, but it looks to it looks it looks out of control. Okay, so so then she's just just crazy then. So yeah, that, she's petite, but it's just like boom. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but no, like yeah, but no, <laughs> you know. I want like uh, how heavy is it? Is it, is it made of rock? Like I I I, I think that I want to know. Uh, as a married man, I, I'm gonna stop there. But I, I say that I, I feel intrigued by, by this whole story. I want to know, like, is it, is it, is it like a dump truck, a steel truck back there? Like, is it soft? Like, I don't, I mean, I'll stop there because no. Yeah, I say I want to explore more but as a committed man now. I really <laughs> don't want to delve too deep into it, but like, it's crazy. It really yeah, is. It is. And, and ladies, you should all be happy with what you're blessed with uh, naturally. Now, I'm not knocking those who have surgery and, and kind of like orientation, but to go that other way, to go really out of control and almost cartoonish, then you're almost crossing some lines, I think. You're right about that, my good brother. Now, bomb a close up on the boss support this week. What is your take? This was important, my good brother. 
I'm just gonna say kudos to the first story for cutting off someone else's junk for once because you know all, your own junk is sacred as it is. Thank you. Uh, that is so true, folks. It's been the Boston Bumps. It's been the Boss Man Show. Check out the new website. It's real nice. BossmanShow.com. You can link to our Twitter feed. The latest podcast of the show. We also got for you the photos we take at the games. Got content. We got the blogs coming. Coming at the beginning of the year. Posting the segments on the build the blog. So, folks, BossMan.com. Everything on the Boss Man Show. Bone to be with me next year. We got Jay Bonique, JC Smith. We got the crew coming back in for you on here on the Boss Man Show, folks. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. We out! And if you don't know, now you know, you know.